Hello and welcome to the Moonshine Jesus Show. We're really glad that you have joined us for this newest episode. We will be looking at Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 1. Most importantly, though, you'll be joining me along with my good buddy, Caleb. How's it going, Caleb? It's going great, Mark. How are you doing today? I am doing just fine, except the this is, like I said, we're doing Stranger Things. There are so many characters, and you know I, how I struggle with all these names. It's going to be <laughs> there are a lot of names. It's going to be interesting. There are a lot, but we'll 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 muddle through this together. I'm sure we'll be fine. Uh, but a little business up front. Uh, we are sponsored by ProgressiveChristianity.org. We really encourage you to check them out. There are over 6,600 wow. pieces of resource there for progressive 6, Christians. It's crazy. Wow. So we do seriously invite you. I think you would enjoy, if you haven't checked them out, you would enjoy what the offerings are there. Also, make sure you check us out on Facebook, the Moonshine Jesus Show. Follow us there. Also, on whatever you stream your podcast for, make sure that you sign up for the Moonshine Jesus Show. And most importantly, as we enter into a show like this, let us be reminded that much like the Demogorgons, spoilers are everywhere in these shows. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is not a spoiler-free uh, episode. Yeah. It never will be, never has been, uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So one of the things we always do, we start off with a themed drink. I am excited to find out, Caleb, what your drink is. Okay, so uh, I, I was excited about this. Uh, I love Stranger Things, and uh, we were uh, kind of talking about doing this, and I, I started thinking, what what kind of a drink do we need? Well, one of the one of the key parts of Stranger Things, as you know, is the upside down, the alternate Absolutely. dimension. And so oh. I've got a drink here, the upside down. It's not Whoa. quite as red as I hoped it would be, but it's like uh, it. but it's fun. It's vodka and simple syrup. Uh, and lime juice and blackberries. And so you can see kind of the blackberries floating around, much like the particles nice. in the upside down. Did. And I've got black licorice in here, too. And look, I've got, I've got it. I've got you, a tree yeah. for my garnish. It's, uh, it's, I don't think haunted or anything, uh, <laughs> but it does. And I've got black licorice and blackberries on that. So the uh, upside down and i love it i love it how about you mark what i i am paying homage to what at least if it's not if if this person is your favorite character it's at least one of each person's amongst their favorite characters i am having a drink called the 11 uh here it is right here you can see the ego waffle as my uh garnish perfect on on the Uh top don't you like that i love it this is this is whiskey egg whites, lemon juice, maple syrup, and some bitters. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, I just put it together, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it right now. Tell me. How is it? Mm, that's mm. really nice, man. It's, is it good? Mm. Mm. It reminds you of breakfast, but but a little bit of lemony brightness along with it, so it's kind of fun. All right, Caleb, we're going to enjoy these drinks as the show goes on, that's right. but the show must go on, so let's take a quick on. break. Yes, indeed. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back. After this drop, 
Cheers. Welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show, where today we are talking about Stranger Things, mm. Season 4, Volume 1. Just a reminder, we're going to geek out here for a little bit. And then in our next segment, we will be talking more about the theological and political aspects of Stranger Things. So stay mm -hmm. tuned if that is your thing. But right now, we're going to geek out a little bit. <laughs> Stranger Things is the sci-fi, fantasy, horror, 80s nostalgia series that follows a group of mm. teens and the adults in their lives as they try to fight off monsters from another dimension from their small town mm. of Hawkins, Indiana. Warren Lunsford reminds us that demigorgons is a nice word, and there are lots of nice words because it, they use uh, Dungeons and Dragons to make oh. sense of these strange things yeah. in their world. So you kind of got to be a nerd to really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so Stranger Things began in 2016. We're now on season four. It's been around... In three years or so i think since we mm -hmm. got our last installment because of covid and then season four dropped a little over a week ago now mark i don't yes. know if you know this or not but stephen mm. king is apparently yes. a huge fan of the show uh, but he had one complaint about this mm. season and this the, the complaint that he had was he was mad that it was divided into two right. different parts, and he's gonna have I to was, wait until July to find. I out would have guessed. Next. I would have guessed that was his problem because that's well. I, I actually, yeah, it was a problem for me too. I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" I thought we were gonna get the whole. Uh, what are they doing to us? That's not right. Yeah. Not so right you now. were so you were frustrated that you had to to go out kind of on a cliffhanger, wondering what was gonna happen next. Yeah, you know, and and this is one of the things I don't like yep. uh, uh, about how how it's it's part of a business, and Netflix is struggling is. right now. Yeah, you know, and Netflix is struggling right now, <laughs> and they've always dropped the full season for us. I, I'm not saying they that's have. a great yeah. business. I'm not saying it's a great business model because it stopped working, but, it, but they've been spoiled. doing that, mm -hmm. and we certainly mm -hmm. were expecting that. But, you know, they've realized that the weekly drop kind of thing, the kind of cliffhangers that bring people in, and then that means yeah. social media people are talking about it for a longer time. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I really feel like we're victims of their poor business planning, frankly. <laughs> I we're, we're victims of all these other streaming services, which are wonderful. Mm. I mean, we're getting incredible content. But, oh, yeah. you know, at the same there's always good things and bad things about mm. it. But I want to know yeah. this, Mark. I want to yeah. know. What your overall impression of the season was? What did you think about season four? Do you like it? Uh, well, here's the thing. There's, I know there's always a, a of... thing with you, Mark. <laughs> <I know. laughs> You've always got a thing. This okay. is very true. I cannot help yeah. myself. What's Listen, the thing? Uh, you know, everybody. I've I've heard so many people who think it might be even be the best season so far, and I certainly mm -hmm. think production value is way up and crazy good. Um, mm -hmm. I also think that there is a lot of world making that goes on this season mm -hmm. that we didn't mm -hmm. get the get yeah. in the earlier first, which is all lovely. Yeah. I, 
But my real thing is I feel like there's too many storylines that are too spread out. And they're except for the world building that happens in them, I felt like they were underdeveloped storylines. There, there's a bunch of them. And even the main one feels kind of a singular in tone. So I'm excited. Yeah. I enjoyed it. But I don't know that I think it's the best season the way that everyone else does. Okay, so I agree with you on this. I, oh, okay. I, wow. I, hey! <laughs> so I, I had the... I had a similar reaction because the beauty of Stranger Things has always been, I think, the ability to tie multiple storylines together and Mm -hmm. to have all of those storylines kind of come together at just the right point, climax at Mm -hmm. just the right point. And I think this is part of like the Duffer's love letter to the 80s that we see here. Oh, it absolutely is. The the storylines come together at the same point. I love it, but I agree with you. I think that one of the reasons that's been possible in previous seasons is that the storylines were more closely related and it was easier to follow. And so if you've got one storyline taking place in Russia, one taking and for a while a separate storyline taking place like in Alaska, and then right. a storyline taking place in California, California, and, one taking place and then in, back in, the- in Hawkins. It's a right. lot to keep track of, <laughs> and I I think that uh, it, they didn't pull it together quite. As, granted, the season's not over yet, but they didn't pull it together quite as neatly as they did in the third season, which is my favorite season. I loved the third season. Completely agree. Third season is the best. Uh, Nathan yeah. Hall, one of uh, watching live, is is saying he's never even seen one episode. He's got to start watching it, and I agree. I don't want us. You do. Uh, I don't want our talking about the fourth season not being quite everything that has been hyped up to be. It was still a great season. So it was they, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Should, and I didn't mean to it. say that it wasn't great because it was, and there was a lot of meat in the, in the fourth season. There was a mm-hmm. lot going on. And one of the cool things about the fourth season is that you get answers to a lot of questions right. that, that yeah. we've been wondering, which was one of the cool things. So what did you think about the, uh, the answers that that we got in the well you know i'm actually more uh one of the things that i find the most intriguing about the answers is the Mm -hmm. the what the answer the questions uh, that the answers are for and not in the storyline i really yeah i really Mm. feel like the duffer brothers are working hard to talk about and and we can get to this possibly in our next segment that i feel like they're working really hard to to talk about uh, transparency in government and the dangers of not having it. And, and I wonder uh, why during hmm, the time when this was written, I can't think of a single reason. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any, no. sense. Doesn't make any <laughs> sense. But I do like that they've done it. And it, and, yeah. it, and honestly, it seems to be a theme of theirs anyway. So mm-hmm. I, I kind yeah. of like that. Uh, I like that we're kind of finding out more about the upside down. Um, mm-hmm. um, I love, I love the connection that we're getting with Dungeons and Dragon, actually, and I do want to, as a matter of fact, I'm going to kick off our next segment uh, touching on that a little bit. You're going to talk so, about uh, Dungeons and Dragons, D and D. Have you ever played oh, yeah. D and D? I, I, yes, and we will. I, I, I was part of the '80s group that were playing this, and part of a conservative Christian family when I started doing that. So there's, there's tales to be told there, and I think they Ooh. fit really nicely in our next episode. I mean, okay. our, ne- our, our next segment. So we'll, we'll save yep. that for a bit what questions were you excited to get the answers to well uh so i was i was excited to find out more about what happened uh with 11 so at the beginning of this season Mm, we get a teaser that makes it look like 11 has 
killed a lot of the people who are in the Hawkins lab. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. so uh, we, we get some answers to what really happened there. And we get some answer answers as to who Vecna is. So Vecna is the big bad of season four. And, another uh, another D&D &D shout D &D, out. Vecna comes D &D straight D &D from... And named after the creator Vance. So they just rearranged the, the letterings there. I'm sorry, I am a DD mm, geek. So go ahead. Sorry. You are. You <laughs> but continue. Are. But continue. It. But continue. So I love to see. So uh, we haven't really gotten answers in previous mm. seasons as to who what, all or happened. what or and so we or why even. answers there. And we see how eleven is tied into that. So that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But here's the question that I think is really interesting that we don't get yeah. any answers to yet. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that's been the, the it's one of the things that's been the most talked about on the online. Uh and that's okay. uh Will Byers and uh his sexuality. That's something mm -hmm. that's uh that's uh, actually, you know, kind of at the forefront and is explored a little bit. Yep. And uh, we even saw uh, last week the actor who plays uh, Will Byers has been, you know, kind of standoffish about trying to answer questions about his character's sexuality. And last mm -hmm. week he uh, he tweeted uh, that he's he's hoping for uh, the uh, the I think uh, the I, I'm trying to remember what they call it online. Byers and Will and uh, and Wheeler relationship uh oh so, yeah yeah so well yeah it's very that. clear what do you think what do you think's happening i think i mean it's very clear that he has a crush on mike um but mm -hmm. I, I don't think that necessarily tells us any of the full story of what his sexuality mm -hmm. is and what his orientation is uh mm -hmm. I, I think it would be fun for them to explore that more except in season one i feel like they have underplayed his uh character for a while mm -hmm. i think i think we we he was central in, in that uh season and Increasingly so, he seems to be becoming a side character, which I think is unfortunate. Yeah. He's very, a very interesting character, and there's so much uh, that could be explored in a healthy way that the world needs exploring right now, uh, yeah. particularly in a month like this. I mean, they're releasing it uh, the week before uh, Pride Month, so there's so much mm -hmm. that could be explored. I certainly hope they explore that more. They do feel like they could be setting it up, but we only have, what, two episodes for the finale. They're long ones. Yeah, so feature length episodes. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what they're going to go for, but yeah, right. I definitely would like to see them do a lot more with that character, uh, and particularly, yeah. you know, there's a, there's so much story that could be explored by looking at a, a kid in the '80s. That's the part we got to keep going back and reminding ourselves. That's right. Experiencing uh, attraction to someone that that is not an opposite sex in a society that. Uh, and, and this is, we're going to get to, I promise in the next segment about religious, religious tolerance and what it might've looked like back then. And some of the commentary yeah. this made. this is yet another perfect opportunity to make some commentary on that and, and, and show how destructive it can be, uh, in terms of, of, of this very kind of a fundamentalist approach to, to religion and then trying to force it on society. That's true, because it's it's both in the 80s and in a small town in mm -hmm. Indiana. And uh, yeah. it is not uh, not uh, from everything I've heard. It's uh, not easy to come out anyway. And it's especially not right. easy to come out in a small town in the 80s yeah. in Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I agree. Yeah. 
I agree that the the buyer's character has been kind of under underplayed, and uh, you know he was he was just a recurring character in the first season. But but you're mm-hmm. right, did play a central role, and uh, and is kind of sidelined. And maybe mm-hmm. this is kind of maybe kind of a casualty of what we talked about earlier, which was so many storylines going on at the same time that yeah. it's hard to really do any justice to uh, to any of the storylines fully, except. Mm. I think mm-hmm. that Max got some uh, got yeah. some good quality screen time that she hadn't Absolutely. got before. And, uh, and, what, do you, and yeah. what do you think? What do you think about lo- that? What do you think about Max? I, I think it's great. I love the character of Max. Uh, uh-huh. uh, and, and and having uh, you know, Eleven is a, a, a strong female character, but in a very specific yes. way. Um, She's it's got superpowers. Almost, it's yeah. almost not by choice, right? Right. And Max is this great, very mm-hmm. heroic, really, uh, kid who's yeah. who is female and has is making the difficult choices over and over again, being the strong person, making the hard decisions, uh, and and is such a likable character. On top of it, I, I love that that they've introduced what were they was last year that we got introduced last season to Mad Max at that point, who's beating us on the, on the video games all the time. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so I really like the character. I mean, how about you? What, what, What are your thoughts on her? I thought she was really interesting. I thought they gave her a lot more depth this season. And I thought that was uh, that was really good because she's been kind of uh, a sidelined character too. I mean, she was introduced in season two and uh, she's always been independent, but also was somewhat defined by her relationship with Lucas and she wasn't this uh, Mm -hmm. this season. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the cool things that we got to see explored was uh, PTSD. I think. And so even though she wasn't close to her stepbrother, right, she suffered from PTSD throughout the whole season and depression that resulted from that. And I thought that was a a very interesting uh, way to explore that and to see how that affected her, impacted her. And I thought the fact that we got to see um, the season really spending some time with students, uh, teens who were going through some really tough time. Uh, that's that's who Vecna chooses to attack, right? Is the people who right. are already vulnerable, and I think that speaks volumes about the way that uh, that folks who are dealing with mental health struggles are often, you know, uh, are are often victimized, especially in the uh, what can be a cruel high school setting. Uh, and and oh, so we got to see that absolutely with Max, absolutely. And I like that they developed it. I do feel like that throughout uh, this. Uh, show we've seen um, them kind of beginning to explore just response to trauma in general because uh, Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. that's happening here is traumatic from from people uh, disappearing to deaths to i mean it is a very traumatic show and we do get to see its impact on people and and uh i felt like this season did a better job kind of beginning to explore that and, and maybe um show folks dealing with it head on whereas before yeah. they just kind of hinted at it i felt like yeah i think you're right and uh i i think that was good because you know and and even to explore the complexity of how that can all look because you know max even says in season four i tried to be hot happy for a while and i just mm-hmm. couldn't and so it's a reminder that you know that uh that depression and uh ptsd doesn't always look 
sad and it doesn't always uh, right. but it also it's not something that can be easily defined and uh so i thought it was cool that we got to see some of that explored in this season so we're already kind of starting to move mark i think to some of the political issues there's a lot of cool stuff there's a lot of stuff we can geek there's... out on you could talk about dungeons and dragons I'm we're sure. gonna do that you could tell... we're definitely gonna do that a little bit but just before we do the switch that okay that you were so trying to get are, us there. Oh, you are artfully <laughs> leading us there. I just Thank need you. to geek out on one Not last something thing. Else. Okay. Yeah. Geek out. And this one I'm last thing, there. and it won't take but a second. <laughs> I okay. just loved that Vecna has these kind of Freddy Krueger overtones. Yeah, we and, didn't even talk and about Robert Freddy it, Yeah. Robert England ends up in He's a guest in starring it. role. Yeah. And he is so good. I just I, I don't want us to not at least point out what a, a joy it was to see him and the role that he played and mm -hmm. and, and I love uh, I love that Duff Brothers basically give a nice tip of the hat to him since they mm -hmm. based loosely the character right. on his Freddy Krueger character it was just brilliant I mean did it not make you smile from ear to ear when you saw him show up. It totally did, and right, so because right. I mean, it's it's clear that Vecna is is based partially on Freddy Krueger. I mean, he's attacking mm -hmm. people in dream sequences and and all of this kind of stuff. And so there's even moments see, where his fingers extend almost like right. They're they're elongated, yeah. And so mm -hmm. it's it's cool. Then again, not a spoiler free zone that Vecna's dad is the actor who played Freddy Krueger. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I loved it. I did smile from ear to ear. It, really. it was... My wife and I kind of looked at each other. We're like, is that? Is that? <laughs> they, so they? Like, instantly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Instantly exactly. looked up. So let's see if I can artfully do this again, Mike. Uh, All right. We have, we have geeked out. It has yes, been fun. Indeed. There is a lot we indeed. could geek out. We've got four seasons of so a very much. kind of geeky pop culture show that is indeed. also awesome and we would love Woo! to we would love to geek it out but there's more than geeking out to do there's a Indeed. lot of, of like social issues there are a lot of theopolitical issues that we can explore and so we're going to right after we get back from the drop <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us here on the Moonshine Jesus Show. You are entering into our Theopoliticos segment of the show. So, Caleb, mm -hmm. there's 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 so much that we could be talking about in this segment, but I want to at least start in the space that we've hinted at a couple of times in the last episode, and I want to do it through a new character that we only see briefly. Yeah. The, the captain of the basketball team, Jason. Uh-huh. Okay. So... There's this scene, I can't remember now, is it a town hall or a whatever where they're mm -hmm. yeah, they're basically calling out Dungeons and Dragons. And mm -hmm. um what it's it made Satan. Me, it is of <laughs> Satan, yes. Which is very real. So so I'll give you sure. like like I said, in the 80s, I was a Dungeons and Dragons player. I absolutely mm -hmm. loved it. Mm -hmm. I was a big sci-fi fantasy reader, and for me, this was yeah. like getting to tell our own stories. It was so much fun. And I was also attending a Southern Baptist church at the time. Um, mm. at least to begin with. And my parents had their concerns because there was this real scare that we see them talk a little bit about in the right. show. Um, yeah. 
of of oh this is of satan and there was lots of different reasons for that uh because they're they dungeons and dragons looked at mythology they looked at christian mm -hmm. uh, uh thought and christian characters and they used it all and integrated it all and there were sometimes uh covers of the the rule books that would have very satanic satanic looking characters mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on it but i i feel like while while that's kind of the surface of what's going on the duffer brothers are a little more sophisticated than just saying oh look at this thing that happened isn't it terrible uh, <laughs> i feel like one of the things going on and it hit me really hard in that scene where jason is is basically villainizing mm -hmm. uh all of these folks um and it, and it has to do with the dangers of religion particularly i i would say um fundamentalist religion to when they don't understand something they mm -hmm. look at it through an interpretation that's built around their religion, whether and, and the key being that they don't actually understand it, and, and try and in trying to figure out how it fits in their world, use their religion to be judgmental about something they don't understand. Does that that's ever happen? I mean, never, never. No. I've never seen. It. So I think one of the biggest problems, right, is that those folks also often don't understand the Bible, and so they they use the Bible in a way that uh, that just that just exactly what you hint at uh, just justifies their own prejudices. And so I I think it's uh, unfortunate that we see that uh, about things even more significant than just uh, than the games that people are playing, but the ways yeah. we see uh, uh, people using the Bible to villainize people who Absolutely. are different than them just because uh, they uh, kind of exist outside their own realm of experience or they're just um, they're they're afraid uh, of what those people represent. So we are in June, we are in Pride Month. And I think one of the ways that we, as you mentioned earlier, and I think one of the ways that we we see this manifest most often is against the LGBT community, right? That uh, we've, we see people say, well, you know, that's uh, that's not the way that I think it should be. And so I'm going to try to use the Bible to to justify my own prejudice against against these mm -hmm. folks. Yeah. Even though Jesus doesn't speak a single word of condemnation uh, about uh, folks in the LGBT community. So, yeah, you're right. We see it all the time. All. The yeah, time. we see it all the time. And, and and it's interesting, like going back to my own personal story. So my parents knew that I was playing. Uh, they were seeing because uh, I, I can't remember, was it? whatever magazine in the show that they read from Newsweek or oh, something. from Time, I think, or Newsweek, oh, yeah. Time or Newsweek. But uh, those actual, those were actual articles that got published, and it was based around falsehood, ultimately. Uh, mm -hmm. People disappeared, and they blamed it on D&D, &D, and it turned out that they really were just running away from home or got lost or all kinds of different things. Uh -huh. But it, the, rea the truth, the reality didn't matter because there was this false um, fear, this false way of, of building up that we're more important and better than people. And there's something mm -hmm. horrible going on. And mm -hmm. aren't, isn't it great that we're here to judge it and, and point it out for you so that you don't have to uh, suffer the, the, the horrors of having anyone in your life involved in something horrible. Um, but, but yeah. where I'm going with this is so, so my mm -hmm. parents were aware of all of that, yeah. but in, instead of putting their foot down and just going, no way, no, we're not yeah. going to, we're not losing our son to a Demi Gorgon. We're not losing it to a, a mind player. Like we, uh -huh. we, instead of doing that, they said, uh -huh. okay, th this is important to you. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about what happens. Mm -hmm. Show mm -hmm. us what you're using. Show us those books mm -hmm. and tell us what you think about them. 
And, and, and I think I, I learned a lot seeing my parents who, while we were early on in that, were still in a conservative Baptist church, were beginning to yeah. recognize that yeah. that that, that, that the, what they were being told didn't match up with their feelings because they were very kind, loving people who helped everyone around them realize yeah. it didn't match up. And they ex- made an example for me of, of how should you approach something you're fearful of, even if it's fearful mm. from a religious mm. perspective. Why is it? That we continue, so this was the 80s, right? Yeah. So 30 years later, why is it that so much of religion continues to be fearful of, of, of finding the facts, of learning the reality? Why is it that it's so much more important to take a little snippet of something that could be horrible and blow it into this giant thing if the precept is really, which even they would say, yeah, the precept is about being good people to your neighbors. I mean, Jesus mm-hmm. said that straight up and down. So why 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 yeah. are we still in this space thirty years later? And I would say it's probably you know obviously 50, 60, 70 years later because that's just one example. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I think it's because we misunderstand the purpose of religion a lot of times, and so I, I think mm, a lot of people mm. uh, think that the purpose of religion is to answer questions to provide us with answers right, right? it's an answer yeah. book that we turn to and so it's going to tell us how to respond to every single situation i mean you've got whole books of devotionals devoted to that entire concept that yeah. uh, if you read the bible in just this way it's going to give you your answer so a lot of bibles even have that at the back right <laughs> the answers to your questions but that's right the all the questions and they go to this yeah go to this verse yeah. and it'll tell you here so, it is. Here's your answer. It, that's not the purpose of religion. That, here's, what, here's what I think What is, is the purpose here's of religion? What, okay. Okay. This is this Caleb's. Oh, also, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong when you're finished. No, I'm not. Uh, of course I, you I, are. Of course I'm you I'm probably going to agree 100%. <laughs> here's what it is. So religion is about the questions, just like we were talking about earlier, where you said, uh, I'm going to see, I'm going to, I'm going to draw on you, Mark. You said, I, I, I love I'm not the, sure I that's, the, I'm not sure that's a really questions. good idea. <laughs> that's go not a good idea. It's a, <laughs> religion is about the questions and the Bible yeah. is about, uh, different people at different points in times asking certain questions, and it's about their own experience of God. So I think one of the biggest mistakes that we make is whenever we think that the Bible is going to uh, is going to be this, this document that's going to tell us everything we need to know about God, and God is revealed in this document. Well, no, yeah. what we're going to find in the Bible is different people's experience of asking the questions and their mm-hmm. best attempts at the answers. So it doesn't mean that uh, that everything in there is going to be perfect. It doesn't mean that everything in there is going to be of God. It means that we're going to uh, we're going to get people's best guess, people's uh, best yeah. best guess at their experience. And so mm-hmm. I think if we were to approach religion a little bit more like that, like uh, let's like your parents did. They modeled that greatly, right? And so let's mm-hmm. let's find out what it's about. Let's ask. Let's learn. And right. uh, I think we could use a lot more of that in religion about well, learning from one another and uh, about asking questions. We certainly could. But let's be mm-hmm. honest. I mean, the founding of most religions actually is in trying to come up with answers. Well, how how did all this stuff around us happen? Well, you see, there was this God, and on the first day, God created. <laughs> Like so, I mean, there is some honesty about that. That religions are almost always founded in trying to answer questions. The problem, I think, is, and you really were alluding to it, is when you decide that you can have the answers rather than recognizing there is beauty in exploring the questions rather than having the answers. And we don't do that nearly enough. And I think churches don't 
don't really uh, teach folks to do it. But there is a little bit, I think, and you tell me, uh, a darker underside to why a church wants to tell you there are definitive answers. And and it's about power. Exactly. And so it strays very much from what religion should ever be. Of course. But it's, 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 it's... it's, it is people in our profession, Mark, that are largely guilty of it, right? They want to hold mm-hmm. on to power. And one of the ways you hold on to power is by fear and and by um, and by like lording beliefs over people. And so this is one of the things that I think is powerful yeah. about Stranger Things, because here's what I think Stranger Things is ultimately about. And tell me if you okay. agree with this or not. Right. I think Stranger Things is ultimately about community. And one of the things that is the most powerful is that we see these these characters who shouldn't ever be together all yeah. coming together. And yeah. uh, and they, they come together and they form this community as they're fighting off these demons from another world. <laughs> but they, they, they create community right. and they discover that they actually really need each other and that they're better mm. whenever they're together. And I think that we as society find that too right that we really need each other and certainly as church Mm -hmm. that we whenever we come together and we learn from each other we discover that we really need each other and can learn from each other and so i think we need a lot more of that learning from each other yeah and i agree i'm going to take that and build on it just a little bit i I think specifically that Mm -hmm. stranger things is about exactly what you said but it it is about that in terms of in terms of that community and being in community and accepting people that are very different from us and becoming community Mm -hmm. is the best way to overcome the negative effects of fanaticism. Mm -hmm. Because throughout this, we have all these examples of fanaticism, science fanatics, uh, political Mm -hmm. people in, in government that are fanatics, uh, uh, other countries that are, and what we see is it's constantly overcome by people community, creating community even even with and i and, and because it's the 80s of course the bad guys of the russians even though right now it would be so far set from, it, it, no, but, not far fetched at all but, yeah right but to see to, to to see an american character and a russian character coming together and trying to overcome what they both collectively realize is a moral wrong that's based on mm-hmm. fanaticism i think is a beautiful mm-hmm. thing and mm-hmm. and and i think you're exactly right the the, the message is Coming together in community and overcoming differences is one of the strongest, the strongest tools we have for defeating fanaticism. Mm-hmm. So, I'll are tell you, you what, saying that we should like co- all come together and try and like defeat some together of the right now. right now? That's appropriate yeah. because like music's a key. This is the most '80s thing ever. Music is the oh, key well. to defeating Vecna. Mm-hmm. That's the that is I love the that. 80s thing. It was beautiful, so, right? Thanks for thanks for bringing that in. A little music. absolutely. Well, okay, we could go on and on. Um, I, I want to also say uh, Nathan, uh, who's been watching live, uh, has pointed out, and and, and honestly, if you don't uh, follow Nathan and watch yeah. and read some of his stuff, you should be. Uh, he talks about how big of an adjustment what the, some of the stuff we were just talking about are coming out of a fundamental church, and it, but it's a big adjustment. It's also an important and necessary adjustment if we do want to see us all come together. But like I said, we could go on and on. Uh, but we probably should not do that right now. Uh, <laughs> let's let's take a break and come back to our final segment where you and I go toe-to-toe to see okay. who can stump our co-host. <laughs> 
Welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show. We have been talking about Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 1. Mm. And mm. Uh, we are now entering the Make Me Look Stupid segment where we try to stump our co-host. So one of the one of the issues, Mark, uh, with mm-hmm. this show, I think was the Hopper storyline. I think that was the okay. weakest of all the storylines, the one in, okay. in Russia. Mm-hmm. um that that's that's kind of what i thought and uh there's this moment uh where hopper is kind of um wondering you know what his purpose is and he's wondering he he says something like i i thought i was cursed but uh, but i'm the curse and he seems to have this kind of religious moment where he says uh uh religious i don't know about that but maybe i'm gonna give this prayer thing a try as they're getting ready to face the demogorgon and so i wouldn't know what you think about this mark i wouldn't know if you Mm -hmm. think that the duffer brothers are trying to force religion into this to to be heavy-handed or what do you think is going on here as the hoppers kind of face the demogorgon um i think oddly i do i think it is their um I think the fact that he makes a call on prayer before he does something that's horribly dangerous is mm-hmm. one, a commentary on religion in terms of that, that we, that there's some magic uh, vending machine in the, in the sky that you can <laughs> pump, pump prayers into and get, and get the answers that you want. But at the same time, I kind of think that, it, that, that this is not a either or kind of thing that they're completely condemning religion. I feel like part of it is them going, you know, whether or not there's this vending machine in the sky is going to answer that prayer. There is something about religion and the idea of pushing that out to the universe that can reground us and fortify us and bring us to the moment in a way that just like focusing on what's happening at this time can't do that. There, there is some value. I feel like that's part of what they're saying is that like, yes, the, the, the extremism of religion is they're almost making fun of that. But at the same time, mm-hmm. they're kind of saying that doesn't mean there's not value in religion in terms of how it can help us. Oh, and I'm going to say religion instead of religion. There's not, it's not that there's not, there's some value in spirituality in a way that can help us overcome some of the toughest moments of our lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you, I, what what was your take on it? Yeah, I don't know. He he did kind of put his quarter in the vending machine in the sky, and then he got his wish. You know, you know, <laughs> he, he, he 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 goes out and he fights the demogorgon, and then he wins. You know, by by. But but he did he that. did but but he didn't do it by just praying. You know, if he anything, did, it's, oh, if anything, now, see, if anything, that's if if anything, it's a it's good a, mark. I'm gonna take that. I, Go I, for I'm it. gonna take that. I, I because right, like yep. that's what we need to send. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that sentiment right there, and I'm gonna send that to all the legislators out there. Right. Uh, Mark Sandlin is saying <laughs> that you can't just pray about something; you have to also do something about right. it. Right. Right. Pope can't Francis just do said thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Pope, Pope Francis said something like. First you pray about it, then you go and, and uh, you pray for the hungry, then you go and feed them. That's how prayer works. Um, yeah. That's definitely part of, and I feel like that was a commentary maybe that they were making in terms of, mm. uh, and it's the mm. same thing Pope Francis was saying. It's like, don't don't think that prayer is magical. 
Like prayer uh, should should put you in a spiritual frame frame of mind to go and do what's necessary to answer those prayers. Okay, so if it if it's not good enough coming from Pope Francis, you can also right. take it from Jim Hopper and from Mark Sandlin. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is, that's going to change the world right there. <laughs> it's going to change the world. It's going to change right. it. Well, okay, I'm, you, I, you have put you have put me to shame because you asked a very uh, insightful and interesting question. <laughs> I am not going to do that. I am. I am okay, not don't ask one. Not insightful Th- at all. This, okay, this, no, me. this is a storyline question and, and it's bugging the crap out of me. And I just <laughs> trust, I just know that you I are did. going, yes, you're going to have course. the answer that's mm-hmm. going to yeah. make me feel better about this. So up until this season, mm-hmm. the mind flare was the big bad. Like yeah, it was that uh, was giant and over top of the un, the yeah. upside downs mall and all of this. Yes, we haven't. I mean, we haven't seen it yet. We've even heard that uh, that our big bad this season is like a, a second in command or something. So it's uh, two questions, but it's almost the same question. Why haven't we yeah. seen the mind flare? And will we? Me, what's going so, on? Okay, so this was a topic of conversation in my house uh, as we were as we were talking about the mind flare because we went we went and watched we binge season four all the weekend it came out we started mm-hmm. back at season one and then we went back and rewatched season four. I knew and, you were the right person to ask this question. <laughs> uh, and so here's what we're wondering: mm-hmm. Is Vecna really the mind flare? Because the the because the the mind player is supposed to be the big bad who's uh, who's controlling all of us, and this is the first time in Stranger Things that we've got kind of a personified uh, presence in the Upside Down, someone who you can actually attribute some kind of intent to. I mean, uh, for all of season three, right? It was this human flesh that was breaking yeah, down and becoming but, this huge monster. And so, Vecna, you get you get something from. Right, can I you, ask you a question you, though? Okay, okay, follow up. So, so the kind of the specialist in Dungeons and Dragons that we get introduced to this season is Eddie Munson, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. Eddie Munson yeah. himself said that that our new big bad, and I just blanked on his name. Um, I, I'm Vecna. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Is the second in command to the mind flayer. Like he's our specialist in some ways about these things. And he's our, like maybe they are one in the same, but it feels like the writers are hinting maybe they're not. I, I don't know. They certainly that, are because that's what threw I mean, me I off. I think they've, I think they've certainly thrown that out because, uh, because not only him, but I think Dustin says he's, he's like the general of the, you know, of the mind flayer. But we haven't seen it. They've talked about the mind flayer, but we've not seen anything of the mind flayer. So mm. I don't know. I, 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 yeah. here's, here's, here's my, here's my guess. I, okay. I think, I think Vecna is pulling the strings. I, I think, I think uh, that uh, the mind flayer wasn't he, ever the actual big bad. I think, I think it's Vecna. Okay. We, uh, I, I, I can possibly buy into that. If that is the case, I'm going to be really mad at the Duffer brothers for lying <laughs> to us for three seasons. But, you know, hey, I've seen worse. It'll We've be experienced bigger disappointments than that. Mark. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Much bigger. Maybe in, maybe in volume two, we'll get some kind of an answer. I, I hope know? so. I mean, the, the reality is volume two has a lot to tie up here. 
They, they're like you yeah. pointed out, there's so many storylines going on that aren't intersecting like we had happen in the first three seasons. So I have these probably unreal, unrealistic expectations of these last two episodes. Like there's so much I feel like they have to do do in these last two. I, I don't know if it's possible. Here's the here's the comforting thing for you, Mark, is that yeah. you know that you're basically going to get two movies because know, each good. one of these is the length of a movie. You know that you're basically going to get two movies worth right. of explanation. So maybe they can do it. Maybe they can do it in that amount of time. We're going to have to wait maybe, and see. Maybe, We're going to have to wait until July. Can. Absolutely. And, and we, uh, I think we have to commit, just like we did last week, we're going to have to commit to coming back and revisiting this because there, there is, there are so many questions to be answered. We have, because of our time constraints of this podcast have left out so many things we could have been talking about that. I think that we can watch these last two episodes and figure out if any of that uh, pointing to the things we needed to talk is to. the mind flayer real is he coming back <laughs> is he the real big bad find yeah. out not don't watch don't bother with stranger things find out on the moonshine jesus show whenever we come back and talk about stranger things but we're not going to talk about stranger things next week next Mm-mm. week we've got a new show uh that that we're going to talk about mark you want to tell them what it is yeah absolutely so listen there is this new um movie that people are going crazy about it was kind of undersold to start with and it's about to come out i think even tomorrow uh june the 7th where you can pay for it on stream some streaming sources for 20 bucks or something like that and it's called everything everywhere all at once and just a one sentence summary of what this is about an aging chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting with the lives she could have led. I think Mm. it sounds absolutely fascinating. And there's so much just from that one sentence that could possibly need to be unpacked. So I'm, I'm excited about it. We need people to watch, right? Yeah, and so Nathan Hall already has, and uh, I I hope the rest of you go and do that, too. Here's something that I'm noticing, Mark. We're talking a lot about, like, alternate dimensions and the multiverse and all this kind of stuff. We're, like, into that right now. I, really I think the universe. I think the universe is into that right now. I mean, we're seeing actually a lot of real scientific evidence suggesting that there's something mm-hmm. of multi-universe or alternate universe or mirror universes. There's so much right now that's going on that could end up indicating that. In some ways, I think life is just reflecting the advancement of what humanity is already moving towards. Okay, well, let's find out next time, and let's hope that we get something a little more positive than the upside down. I'd be okay if that universe <laughs> doesn't, that dimension doesn't exist. But Absolutely. Uh, we'll find out. We'll find out more about the universes that do exist, the multiverse that does exist, uh, when we talk about uh, everything, everywhere, all at once next week. But thanks for joining us for today on the Moonshine Jesus Show. Moonshine Jesus.